Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This podcast is supported in part by the Bertha Foundation. Good evening, Lewis. Hello, Daniel. How are you? I'm good. I'm just uh, kind of warming up, you know, for the, we've got a big week ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only are we trying to get a Bugle Irrational Fear crossover show mm-hmm. next next week, but we've got the uh, the podcast awards coming up next Do we? week as When's well. When's that? Uh, it's, it's, on th- it's on Thursday. It's, it's the, this Thursday coming now. Thursday. Yeah, this coming Thursday. Yeah, oh, next week. Next. Did you, did you not know about this? I bought you a ticket. I mean, we normally – the great thing is we normally record on Thursday nights. So I figured, yeah. well, you well, you wouldn't be doing anything anyway because you usually schedule Thursday nights for us. Yes. Um, but you, you, you didn't know that. No, I, look, it's a, it's a whole – a week ahead, Dan, that's long-term planning. <laughs> um, but I cannot wait. I'm excited. I've been excited for months. Um, of course, I've kept the night free. I've got myself a new suit. I'm ready to go. Okay, good. Let's call one other person who's also uh, getting ready for the big night. Now, we've got some stiff competition. There's the Bodgy Creek Community Podcast, The Candyman, uh, a couple of blokes called Hamish and Andy, Mm. housewarming, as we know. We spoke to them last week. Um, But then we've got our old friends called The Chaser. Uh, Mm. Already Pete Lawler in the the text has said, uh, how do we vote for The Chaser Podcast in the awards? Thank Mm. you, Peter. Thank you very much for that. Uh, I just thought, we give them a call to see how they're going, see how they're preparing for the night. Let's give Dom Knight a call. All right. uh, he's the co-host of the Chaser Podcast, along with um, you've been on it, Dan. You've hosted. It. Do you get Do you get a section of the award? Do you have shares in the award? Yeah, I do. Hang on a second. Let me... Hello, hello, Dom Knight. Hello, is this uh, Dan Illich? This is Dan Illich here and Lewis Hobber. Hey, Dom. Hello, Lewis Hobber. I'm in the middle of an Uber. On a very wet night in Sydney. To what do I have the pleasure of speaking to the two of you? Well, we just wanted to know, um, see how you're going, how you're preparing for the podcast awards coming up. We've got, we got a stiff competition with you, also nominated for Best Comedy Podcast. What are you doing to prepare? We're nominated? Yeah, hang on. <laughs> hang on, you don't, even, you don't even know you're nominated? For, am I the only one that cares about these podcast awards? Oh, no, it, it's flattering. It's flattering. But I don't want to get my hopes up because you guys will probably win. 
you've got the title holders. Yeah, yeah, which means we've got a lot to lose, uh, namely this glass trophy. Oh, I mean, you say that, but we didn't put billboards up in, you know, Times Square. <laughs> it's right. over. It's over. We've already lost. <laughs> yeah, we're the pranksters now, Chaser Boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're just happy to be there, honestly. Um, we, we've Our strategy this whole year has been bulk. We do 10 podcasts a week. Yeah. You do one podcast a week, not even every week. So <laughs> sometimes you get Julius Zemiro to do it for you. And you're still nominated. I mean, oh, look, I'm just happy to be there. I'll, I will, um, you know, carry your bags. Uh, I'll thank you, on my shoulders. Thank- um, <laughs> I'll get your autographs. Why did you go from why did you go from doing one podcast a day to doing two podcasts a day? That's that seems crazy to me. Well, where three seem too many, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the reason is, although we have talked about a late night version, maybe. Uh, oh, in, no. in a, oh, up late you can get uh, hot dogs to host it. Oh, yes, exactly. If we can get hot dogs, but still, you can get Rowan Dean on Australia's oh, greatest satirist. Actually, you know what? Getting Ryan Dean on and not telling him it was a joke, that would be the best security project we've ever done. Just do you, Ryan. No, we do two a day because what we were doing is we'd have great guests like, you know, that Dan Illich guy from Rational Fear, um, Sammy Shah, friend of both of our shows. We just copied your playbook, Gabby Bolt, who's our co-host. All these people. We'd have them on and then we'd cut to cut down the interview. We would have... A twenty-minute lovely chat, and have to cut it down to ten minutes to fit the silly news, you know, radio show-style format we have in the morning. So we went, you know what? We're not going to edit them; just put them up as an afternoon edition, and it's been absolutely <laughs> lovely. Oh, I see. You've actually done it for less work. That's clever. Yep. More yeah. podcasts, less work, and also more fun. We had um, Tony Martin on. Uh, actually, to, if I'm completely honest with you, we asked Tony Martin how to win the podcast award. Uh-huh. Um, and we were we were bad mouthing your podcast. I, I'm too embarrassed to admit it because um, you know you uh, beat him, and so we're gonna we're gonna join forces and do sizzle chase up. Oh, very oh. good. Well, we will be unbeatable next year. Thank you, Dom. Good luck. All the best. Incoming second. <laughs> Dom Knight from the Chaser podcast there I'm recording my end of Irrational Fear on Gadigal land in the Eora Nation Sovereignty was never ceded We need a treaty Let's start the show Irrational Fear contains naughty words like Brexit, Canberra Fair Dickum and Section 40 Irrational Fear recommends listening by immature audiences Tonight, Peter Dutton wins a defamation case against Shane Bazzi, clearing up any confusion as to whether he's a rape apologist, which he is not. And George Christensen compares COVID restrictions to Nazi Germany, while historians compare Christensen to Hitler's one ball. And PowerShop is found to be part of a shell company. It's the 26th of November, 2021, and Peter Dutton is not a rape apologist. This is Irrational Fear. Irrational Fear! Welcome to A Rational Fear. I'm your host, former first woman president of Sweden, Dan Illich, and this is the podcast that takes the scariest news stories and puts the word freedom in the headline to make them seem nice and acceptable. Let's meet our fear mongers for tonight. Straight from the RA red carpet to the luxurious world of independent podcasting, he's the music maker, filmmaker, baby maker, joke maker. Some would call him a polymath. We just call him Polymat Okine. Hey, guys, how's it going? 
<laughs> well, well, Matt, you make a lot of things, um, uh, and you've been making merkins lately. How's sales? How's merkin sales going? Yeah, so I found a ball of my old hair underneath my house. Uh, my dad oh. found it. And now you got to understand that this hair must have been there since when I used to cut my hair at home by myself, which would have been when I was maybe 16, 17. So we're looking at vintage, you know, 1999 <laughs> or 2001 vintage. Uh, it, it aged pretty well. And uh, we just sort of, we thought we'd pop the cork on it and uh, take it to a wig maker. So that yeah, it could yeah. go back on this, because look at this. I got the I got the map of Tassie just sitting out the front here, <laughs> the bass straight of forehead on my bloody head these days. Terrifying. Well, well you're you, you're a, you're a real you know middle aged man now with a with a you're a kid. You've got a, a kid. You're, so you're a dad. My and back everything. hurts when I sneeze. For God's sake! What the hell, what the hell happened? To me? I used to be lit, man. All right, <laughs> youth broadcaster, cool. and he's the former independent candidate for Wannon, but now he spends his time as a small business owner doing it tough. It's Alex Dyson. <laughs> Hello, I know one independent run, and now as a small business owner, I have to go with the Liberals. I mean, I'm, I'm all about the economy now. I've taken one peek at it, and it's time to get on that train. I'm a lefty, not so- a leaner. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> when you decided to become a small business owner, did you ever think you'd be one of those ones that were doing it tough? Um, of, of course. But I, I know no other way when it comes to business. I find the, the toughest way to try and do everything, including getting insurance, setting up the internet. There is no easy way to do it. But um, I'm just looking forward now that uh, Melbourne is open to capacity and our comedy club is uh, up and running. I'm just hoping that the uh, the money trickles down. You know, I'm just yeah. waiting for, people for it who to don't happen. Know. Alex Dyson opened a, um, a a really fun, awesome, amazing comedy venue pretty much the same week as COVID came by. <laughs> and uh, it's just it been COVID headlining every night. <laughs> I remember <laughs> COVID taking the stage, yeah. Yeah, oh, it's, yeah it's been pretty bizarre with um, people originally not allowed to be in Melbourne and then one time Brisbane people came down and had to give you shoot off stage because there was a COVID outbreak in Brisbane. It's been, um, yeah, up and down. But uh, we're, we're out, and, out and about now. And even Dan Elix came through one time as well, Dan. Oh, yeah, no, it's, fan, it's fantastic. I'm, I'm watch. excited. We didn't I, let you I, perform. I lo- you were just there to, to spectate. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, no. I, yeah. No, the thing is I've been invited to perform at Comedy Republic, uh, full disclosure, full disclosure, uh, but COVID has locked us down several times, so we haven't been able to do it um, just yet. Uh, oh, hang on a sec. Um, sorry, guys, um, a friend of the show, Andy Lee, is just texting me. Let's just give him a quick call. <laughs> Hey, mate. Sorry about this. Hey, uh, uh, Andy, you're on the podcast with uh, Lewis, Alex Dyson and Matt O'Kine. How are you today? Hey, Andy. <laughs> Hello, guys. How are you all? Well, look, we, we were just calling – we just called Dom Knight because he's also nominated as for Best Comedy at the Podcast Awards coming up. Did you do – did you – how are you preparing for the Podcast Awards? When are the Comedy Awards? Oh, the podcast! The podcast awards are next Thursday night. Does no one know? <laughs> no one knows. No one knows. <laughs> I've, I've been trying to tell people. Where are they? Are they are they online or is there a, an event? Uh, it's an event. Like it's at the Ritz. It's at the Ritz Cinema in Randwick in Sydney. Uh, you got to buy a ticket and everything. Who's it run by? Is there like a governing <laughs> podcast body or something? You know, the, the podcast gods, the, the Australian podcast award people, you know. It's actually purchased by the Shell well, Petroleum Company and uh, they're going to be putting it on uh, this, this year. <laughs> yeah, Santos is running the podcast awards. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, who are they? It's like, <laughs> well, 
Aren't we, isn't, isn't, isn't podcasting some renegade thing off the grid, you know? It's kind Eddie, of like do your own research. Don't ask us about it. <laughs> <laughs> you're, the, you're the one telling me it's on. It's not the first time these have been on and it's not the first time you've been nominated, Andy. So I'm just imagining a warehouse somewhere with all of your awards that you never picked up. You didn't even know they exist. Andy, do you, do, you have a, do you have a trophy room at your house that you that you can barely get into? No, no, we had to build a separate house for those. <laughs> when Andy, when you jumped on the All Day Breakfast podcast with Matt and Alex, you gave us a little tour of your very organised cupboards. So I'm I, I'm sure yeah. that if there is a cupboard, it would be pristine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. I do like things. Fairly ordered. Uh, <laughs> Trophies would but be no, organised in weight, shape, and ability to kill someone because <laughs> the Aria is currently uh, yeah. sitting number one yeah. in the most dangerous award uh, trophy. Yeah. Well, I mean, believe it or not, Hamish and I have won two Aria. Wow. And that and that is the 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 most of it. I mean, I felt like an imposter most of my life, but definitely. <laughs> Winning an aria is where Hamish and I feel like the most impossible. <laughs> well, uh, I've got one, guys. Oh, uh, this is oh. the uh, 2020 moment of the year. I may as well be holding up a clump of dirt, according to Andy Lee. <laughs> Um, Andy what do they Lee, look like? Andy Lee has left more awards on the stage of the podium that he's never known about that the rest of us are winning the rest of our lives. That's not true. I'm humbled. I'm humbled to be amongst great other performers. Um, there are too many to list uh, right now. But yeah. I, <laughs> well, just list one of them, Andy. That yeah, is, just, that's enough. Just one. <laughs> Your favourite. Oh, well, 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 you guys, you guys, you guys are my favourite. <laughs> Andy Lee, thank you so much for joining us on Irrational Fear and good luck at the Podcast Awards next Thursday night. It means the world to me. Uh, I only do, I only do what I do for awards. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I hope hopefully sometimes. Good luck to you guys as well. Thanks, Andy. Bye. Thanks, Andy. <laughs> well, Hamish and Andy versus Irrational Fear in the uh, comedy mm. section alongside the Chaser. Matt and I, I mean, we took one look at that and we said no thanks and We're jumped out. over to the best entertainment category. Mm. It's a bit so insulting, isn't it? That's where you'll find Do you find, know what's uh, insulting? We try to be comedy. That's the thing. We, we, I, I would like and it's to so have been nominated. to watch you try and fail, you know? <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, earlier this year when uh, At Home Alone Together was up for Best Comedy at the Actor Awards, Tim Minchin's drama show won the Best Comedy. It was like, well, oh, well, I was, you up, know, I I was the, up in the same uh, awards with the other uh, guy. I guess, I guess they give, I guess they yeah. give awards to, dr- to dramas now for comedy. Well, well, well. Chris Taylor originated that show and he was like, I can't believe I, all I had to do to win a comedy actor was write a drama. <laughs> uh, show's totally derailed today, but that's good. This week's first fear. Now, if you're a subscriber to The Times in the UK, you may have read this intriguing story. Taliban makes first deal selling cannabis to Australians. Now, according to the story published in The Times, a real website in the UK, the proper news website in the, in the UK, an Australian company called Seafarm has invested £300 million in a cannabis processing plant in Afghanistan to sell the good stuff back to Australians. This is on The Times. This is like a, like a legit news site. But here's the thing. 
the story wasn't actually true. And Seafarm, which is a, uh, a medical advice company in Australia, had to issue a statement on their website um, saying otherwise, basically saying, we have no connection with cannabis or the Taliban. We have no idea where the Taliban media release came from. <laughs> um, now, Fearmongers, if you were a company that was dealing with the Taliban, isn't that just the kind of press release you would put out? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Didn't the Australian Wheat Board um, get embroiled in the Taliban? AWB. I think that was Iraq <laughs> back that, in that the was day. Iraq. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Who were absolutely yeah. fine, and so there was nothing yeah. to see there. <laughs> why? Why would they be? Why would they be doing stuff with the Taliban when, like, don't we have well, enough weed here? <laughs> well, that, that's that, that. I totally agree. That's what's so iffy. That was what's so iffy about the original story, right? Like, if they had said. If, they, if, the, if the story had, like, nominated which Australians they were selling to, I would have believed it. Like, if they said, mm. oh, yeah, the Taliban was selling cannabis to Chappelle Corby's dad, I would have gone, yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. Do you know for a fact that there's weed here, Matt? <laughs> well, I've, I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard about it. Um, and I've, you know, I've, I've, and I've been shocked by seeing its use at some of the parties. Oh, that. Yeah, I mean, oh, you're I fresh from the Arias. I imagine there was a lot of fury from you. <laughs> no, I tell you what, I was annoyed at the Arias because they didn't have all the windows open. There was no, I mean, uh, there wasn't any, anything like that going on, but the, I would have liked a, a bit more fresh air in these COVID times. <laughs> Because you are an old man, aren't you? Well, I mean, come on. We're living in a pandemic. <laughs> Tim on YouTube says weed is the most cultivated crop in Australia apart from wheat. Oh, there you go. So we don't even need Taliban's weed. Surely you hit up the Taliban for heroin. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that, that's it. Yeah, no, you, you, you hit that's them up their, for, I mean, for that's, opium. I was about to say that's their strength. It's one of their strengths. But yeah. when it comes to international uh, trade, I think there's there's more often than not there's a bit of a um, it's the opposite is true because I know uh, isn't there uh, parts where Australia sends camels to Saudi Arabia and it almost sand <laughs> as well because our sand is better for mixing concrete or something like that. So uh, potentially there's a little bit of a, uh, a mix there and we're selling weed to the Taliban. Wow. Oh, my God. What next? Pavlova to the New Zealanders? I mean, you are a good politician, Alex. You should be in charge of commerce. No one, make, no one makes better sand than Australia. Alex likes promise. <laughs> oh, no, we've, we've, got the, we've got the cleanest, most pristine sand that we sell, mm. sell around the world. Absolutely. Are you guys investing in weed? You guys strike me as, like, I remember um, you and I used to share a desk, the three of us. And um, I overheard a We'd lot. We pass of- the desk to the left every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was always a lot of chat about some niche investments going on between the two of you. I feel like both of you could be heavily invested in this um, upcoming. I mean, not invested in personally, but financially. So I thought about it, but mm. no, I haven't. I haven't looked into it. I feel mm. like a ship's already sailed. Once it's already happened, you know, then it's then it's no good. Right. I'm all I'm all in on the crypto now. Of course you are. <laughs> and we'll get to that in a sec. The thing about weed in Australia hasn't been legalised yet, so there's still a market yet to be made, like still a proper legal market ready to be made. Like I remember seeing one big story coming out of the United States when um, weed was kind of legalised everywhere that the biggest thing to invest in was empty warehouse space because that was the biggest demand for the new weed economy. So as soon as that ticks over, I'm going to be buying myself a warehouse. (laughs) You should be able to just Airbnb your like open spaces for weed growers. Do you know what I mean? It's like, hey, I've got a a closet in my house if anyone wants to start their own farm. It's also maybe it's a good time to invest in um, like 7-Eleven. 
Because once weed's legal, <laughs> you know, like all those all those convenience stores, there's going to be in, a line yeah. around the corner. People just trying to get under those neon lights to look yeah, for a it's like It's yeah. like how did you how did you, how did you afford this mansion? I invested yeah. in clear eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Doritos and tubes. Uh, I bought I bought futures. I bought futures in Doritos. <laughs> Well, the story actually got picked up from a, uh, a Afghan news network called Pakwok Afghan News Network, and this is what their website looks like. And they've got a, a slogan, and the slogan is reflecting the truth. Um, and clearly uh, the reflection of the truth is a lie. And it, that was clearly, <laughs> clearly that's that's what people should know from that, that slogan. But they, this, this website is so old school, they've actually got a hit counter on their stories and down the bottom ah. they've got a hit counter of 853 <laughs> people checked out the original story. Uh, they also put out a retraction for the story. So they they, they printed a retraction and it was uh, Sea Farm Australia says no deal with the Taliban. <laughs> that's <laughs> after, the best way to double your hits, s- isn't it? Yeah, 1,600 well, hits. <laughs> I know, I know. I, Alex, are you ready for the, the hit number on this one? 24. Oh! <laughs> it's always the way, isn't it? Yeah, the old Cypress Hill track, 24 site hits from the bong. <laughs> yes, yes, Lewis. Irrational fear. Very confused. I'm one of the dumber ones, so I'm really at a, at a Is loss. Is there a point of order? No point of order. A rational fear. This week's second fear, El Salvador's president reveals plan for volcano-powered Bitcoin city. El Salvador's (laughs) president announced his government will build a seaside Bitcoin city at the base of a volcano. Oh, my God. Matt O'Kine, you are big into crypto. What the hell is going on here with the president of El Salvador? I'm obsessed, man. It's real bad. Look, I just love the way that this president announced it. He was on stage at what looked like like a rock concert. Yeah. And... He had his hat backwards, which is the international sign for cool. Right? Like if you're, if you're, especially from a president, I mean, come on, this guy. Not just the president. He had on the side El Presidente. Presidente. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Hat backwards. He's talking about cities that are like made from volcano energy. I mean, this is this is the future, man. Yeah, I, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play some of the video. I'll play the start of the the launch video. This is it. It's a gigantic rock concert. There's a volcano going off. There's fireworks. Oh, my God. It looks like splendor. Has an animated picture of the president. Has a UFO flying over. Then the UFO is putting a beam down to Earth and dropping the president back onto Earth. And now there's more fireworks. El Presidente. <laughs> oh, jeez. I tried to be a cool politician and this is showing me up. God. This no, guy's the, the best. This, this is the guy here. Look at him. He's he's a young president. Like, he's 40 years old. Like, he's he is, you know, a cool president. He's like the Elon Musk of presidents. <laughs> yeah, look, it's pretty it's pretty impressive. I mean, the, the, the mining of the Bitcoin is planned to be, um, you know, done by the volcano energy. It's built on volcano energy. I don't know what volcano energy is. I just keep saying it. <laughs> it's like it's like mother it's like mother energy. It comes in a different can. <laughs> <laughs> but they're gonna build they're gonna build the city next to these volcanoes. Like that's that like name one time. 
Name one time in history that that has gone wrong. <laughs> Name one time. I'm, well, I'm pretty sure that it was the people in Pompeii first used Bitcoin and um, <laughs> we all know how that the, ended. <laughs> you can see the bodies frozen um, still under the Oli Ash just mining their coins. <laughs> yeah, Can't it's, leave. Um, Got to wait for the gas. Well, they said <laughs> that the volcano has never erupted. But uh-huh. it has fizzed and smoked quite regularly. So it is. I, I mean, think a, I think El Presidente has fizzed and smoked quite regularly. Like that is. <laughs> all right, you all laugh, but I'm moving it, buddy, Bitcoin City in El Salvador, and I'll, I'll call you from yeah. my yacht. Thank you. <laughs> okay. I mean, this guy does have this guy does have a uh, a sense of the Elon Musk's about him. Like he uh, he said, if you want to build Bitcoin, spread all over the world, we should build we should build some Alexandrias. The president called himself a dictator on Twitter as a joke. So he's m- modeling himself after the ancient pharaohs. Is that the is that the bit? Alexandria was a Macedonian. So the, Alexander the Great was a Macedonian. So <laughs> maybe he's modeling himself after the great Macedonians. And that's okay. uh, the uh, the information you come to know and love from uh, com- the best comedy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Quick fire fact checking, people. El Presidente <laughs> firmly so believes sorry, that Bitcoin will be worth $1 million in five years. So they're investing, they're buying something like $5 billion worth of Bitcoin which they believe will, you know, go tenfold and then they'll pay back their bond shareholders so everyone who wants to move into the city pays, invests into it and they get it all back. So, Because El Salvador are fucked, right? Like their, their currency's fucked. They're like this guy yeah. has, this guy is or has is basically, um, <laughs> he's like what else, like what, what could be worse than where we are now? And I kind of yeah, love right. the shoot for the moon situation that they're in, you know, like it is... It is exciting. I'll give them that. And it does. It does have an element of you know futurism. It's got a, it's got like leadership wrapped up in it because you know you could kind of you kind of just dragging people to this this space where they may or may not want to be. You know, it's hard to, for me to make fun of this because it kind of ticks all of my boxes too. <laughs> hey, yeah, exactly right. I mean, how many one night stands did we all do at Triple J and? Ain't no bloody UFOs dropping us off on stage when we did it, do we? I mean, One Night yeah. Stand is a concert series put on by Triple yeah. J. Yeah. The ABC has about the same budget as El Salvador, I think. It's, um, I do sort of feel like we are playing from well, the bottom there. And that's the problem. We're stuck. The ABC, I say we, I'm not in the in the, the broad church anymore, but it is yeah. stuck in the past a little bit. It's got the old, mm. older viewers. I want to see... Ida Buttrose, cap on backwards, coming out of an alien spaceship <laughs> and saying, we're moving to uh, Mount Kosciuszko and we're mining Ethereum. Let's go, Australia. Can I just say, we actually, last year, there is a, a guy, he's on Twitter, his name's, uh, in fact, I won't name him. There is a person whose job it is at, at the ABC to, like, tell you when something is against the policies of the ABC. And last year, um, in the depths of the lockdown, you guys would know this, trying to do a daily show in the depths of the um, COVID pandemic, it was a hard time to come up with funny bits. And um, <laughs> it was tough. Hing and I uh, decided, we were like, let's make a let's make a Bitcoin. Let's do Hobber and Hing coin. <laughs> and we we sort of do, did a quick check with the ABC. We're like, hey, we want to launch our own um, currency. How would that be? And the guy wrote back, 
this is the most illegal request I've ever received. <laughs> <laughs> Irrational fear. It's about Shanghai Sam and he's got to go. Senator Dastiari, Shanghai Sam, Mr. Speaker. Shanghai Sam. Prime Minister, why was it um, racist to question Gladys Liu's connections to China, but it wasn't racist to call uh, Sam Dastiari Shanghai Sam? I didn't use either of those phrases. Bring Order. it on, Mr. Speaker. Order. Bring it on. A rational fear. This week's third fear. It feels like we've been talking about the next federal election for um, some time, but the thing hasn't even been called yet. Some of my sources are saying it could be first week of May. Some are saying it could be as early as February. Uh, I have an insider saying it could be called on January 27th for a March election. Uh, But it feels like we're very much in election territory with heaps of independents announcing they're running against coalition MPs. Allegra Spender this week said she's running against Dave Sharma. And when you look at her CV, it's like the school captain versus the guy everyone wants to give a wedgie to, it can't because his dad pays for everyone's tickets to Splendor. And Tim, <laughs> in Tim Wilson's seat of Goldstein, it was announced, or Goldstein rather, it was announced that former ABC Journal and foreign correspondent Zoe Daniels will be running. Now, with all of these credible, well-funded, serious independents rising to challenge the Conservatives, where is Labor in all of this? What are they doing? Alex Dyson, what tactics are Labor wheeling out to battle back these, conser- these independent rhyming? Rhyming. <laughs> rhyming. They're using rhyming. Um, and I feel that's a strong policy. I mean, they've dropped their um, negative, getting rid of negative gearing. They've stopped a lot of the, the taxes on the, the higher income earners. They've really rolled back a few of the environmental policies. Um, and they're going with rhyming. Uh, the liar <laughs> from the shire has oh, yeah, started very to good. become popular. Oh, They're God. looking at the distrustful nature of Scott Morrison and they've thought, look, the last time we were in power, it came because of a rhyme. Kevin 07 swoops <laughs> through <laughs> and won the election from uh, from Johnny Howard. And they go, why would we go with something that doesn't work? It's back to the rhyming. Well, I mean, that's complicated because it's one more word than a three-word slogan, lie, lie from the Shire. Do, yeah, they, but- do, they think, do they think that maybe maybe people will be too um, dumb to kind of get the rhyme? No, I'll, no. I think lie from the shy, you can you can accept the fourth word if it if it does rhyme. Okay, <laughs> you could also go the the sook from cook. Um, <laughs> Scott Morrison is That's in good. the um, electorate of cook, so I've got very good, one there. Very good. I was thinking you could say the. Um, <clears throat> Josh Frydenberg's policies, the Frydenberg Hindenburg. There's a three-word <laughs> three slogan for you could come through. Um, Peter Dutton could be the um, sinister minister uh, or <laughs> he who must not be defamed, which is a Harry Potter <laughs> reference and a reference to the recent defamation case. Uh, that's very good. I think coming with these, they're going to come in for a very strong showing whenever that election may drop because it's worked throughout the years over the, over the distance. It's a oh. foolproof uh, method. I've got three. One for Sharma, the leech from the beach. Um, uh, uh, Joyce, I'll go. Joyce is moist. It's kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of, doesn't kind of work. Yeah. I think that'll, that'll come back on you. No one wants to hear that. <laughs> I've been trying really, really hard to come up with one for Greg Hunt, but I'm stuck. So um, if you have <laughs> nothing any rhymes. ideas. No. Nothing rhymes. It's Hunt's like orange, there. you know, you just can't rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I think, I think Scott Morrison, is, they've sensed this. The Liberals are panicking. They're not sure what to do. And so coming into next year, they're going to have to find someone who rhymes with the year that it's in in order to take out the victory. And so I think we can announce <laughs> here on a rational fear, 
It's Gladys Lou 22. Lou 22 oh, is going to yes. be going for the big seat in the lodge. Uh, I think there's the only way that the Liberals are going to be able to counter this new tactic from Labor. Is there any way, like, what if Albo put, like, an umlaut over the O to change it into a more of an oo sound? Oh, you know, Albu. Yeah, Albu 22. 22. <laughs> <laughs> I could do that. Well, what work. are you going to use if you run for parliament again, Alex Dyson? I mean, what's your slogan? Yeah, Dyson uh, for the uh, pre-selected for the Liberal Party. Who would you? <laughs> Dyson, the nice one. Yeah, Dyson, oh. the nice one. Oh, That'll work. Oh, oh. Uh, Dyson, try so hard. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've got to work with a few, but we'll see how it goes in Wannon. You're just using things that people said to you at high school. Is that what that is? <laughs> Dyson, yeah, try I, so A lot of my friends always complimented me to how, I, how hard I tried um, growing up. So, yeah, that was really nice of them. <laughs> okay, and you're a, you know, you're a professional, um, a, you're a rhyme artist. You're a rapper in, in yeah, another one yeah. of your lives. Yeah, bro, Boilermakers um, represent. 2021, check it out on the Spotify. Boiler, the, the Boilermakers are open for business for political consulting. Uh, <laughs> I would imagine Boilermakers would be a, a key demographic for Scott Morrison, real blue-collar blue stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so what do you think, what, what would I do in terms of a rhyme yeah, or what? How, well, I just yeah, mean, how, like, how would you sledge, how would you sledge Liberal Party members with rhymes? Matter I don't know, the only thing I can think of was Scotty the Thotty, and I don't even know if that's like, <laughs> that sounds like a... That sounds like a positive thing, doesn't it? Like, is, is, is a thought a good thing or a bad thing? I don't, I don't even know anymore. It's to each their own. All I know is you're the only, you're the only person on this podcast that's allowed to say it. So let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope I haven't been offensive saying it. I'm gonna have to Google that Urban Dictionary. It, it stands for that that hoe over there. Oh, that's what good stands for. Yeah, yeah. Is it? I thought Didn't it was. Oh, it is. Yeah. yeah, it's that hoe over there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd like to officially. Uh, Apologise for <laughs> <laughs> Madokai getting up at the lectern, Australian flags in the background. Going, I, I want to Scotty say sorry, but I will not be stepping down as a result of uh, referring Scotty to body. the T-H-O-T. Madokai, you can say whatever you like. Scott Morrison has proved it. Like with this whole Shanghai Sam thing where he's kind of come out yeah. where, where people are calling him on saying, oh, why why, why is it racist to, to talk about Gladys, Gladys Berry? Particularly when it's not racist to talk about Shanghai, Shanghai Sam. And he's like, no, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. And, and of course, Scott Morrison has said <laughs> Shanghai Sam a thousand times. Oh, I think it's 13 times. It's like, no, I've never said that. It's like, mate, you said it 13. We know the number <laughs> yeah. of times. You've seen yeah, it. You, you, this you, in you in like both written down, like you tweeted it, and then you said it to <laughs> Put it on Facebook? You said, yeah. There's no media it's not on. They workshopped it. They workshopped it. I, I just, I would love to be able to just lie blatantly, hey. Like, it's pretty <laughs> impressive. I reject the take premise your of the question. Them. Yeah, I just love the idea of being able to say I reject the premise of the question to anything. No, I, reject, yeah. I reject the premise of the question. I, re- no, I reject the premise of the question. You were speeding, you were doing 150 in a 40 zone. I reject the premise of the question. Does it come naturally no, or do you think there's like a, do you think you could learn? Do you think you could go away for a weekend and I would just be like, Matt, your surname is Okine. And you would just be like, be like no, nope. it's not. No. And you'll be like, you can. I can see the poster in the background with your yeah. name on it. I'll be like, I reject well, what you see. There right are many now. posters in many places. You know what they say or do not say is obviously up for debate. Uh, when Did you do any practice, to- Dyson? Did you do any practice no. before your run? 
<laughs> Absolutely not. And it's funny, my first interview, like, because I literally submitted the papers. In order to run for Parliament in Australia, you need $2,000 and 100 signatures. You hand it into the AEC and uh, away you go. And so I did that and I was like, oh, I've got a few things to do, so I won't actually start running until a week or two afterwards. But when the names went through, journalists started calling me. I was like, is this you? Are you are you running for Parliament? I'm like, oh, yeah, I haven't officially announced yes, but yes. And so I started doing interviews and I was way out of practice. No good at all. <laughs> no. I just spent a, a year two around Europe and I was uh, not ready to go. <laughs> I went to Shanghai and they didn't bring that up, but I did go there. <laughs> I didn't I didn't realise that you make money from losing an election. You can, absolutely. What? Yeah. So what? how does it work again? So if you get over 4% of the vote, you get your deposit back, your original $2,000. So that's uh-huh. your break-even point. And then oh. um, for every vote, it, it over 4%, you the AEC gives you about $2.96 eligibility oh, is- in electoral funds. I am, so- I'm, I'm really was- good at crowdfunding. This is, this <laughs> yeah, is the next crowdfunding. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You could just run. And so getting 10% <laughs> of the vote in Wannan against uh, Dan Tian, I was eligible to recoup up to $29,000 of my costs in the election, but I only printed like 20 T-shirts and got like 500 <laughs> flies, so I couldn't recoup anything. But <laughs> So you needed you needed someone to give you an invoice for consulting, Alex Dyson. Exactly. I needed some political consultants to play the game. That means that next time you could, because, I, I mean, you, what, you did a dance and you jumped into a river, <laughs> right? And so, ocean, yeah. I reject the premise of the question. It was a salt... <laughs> A salt water body of water. Okay, yeah. well, I mean, you know, you could have probably claimed the dry cleaning at least for that. Yeah, you know, true. Um, and and next time, now you know that if that's how much you, money you could get for your campaign, you you've you got a budget of twenty nine thousand dollars. I'm thinking. What should I spend it on? Parachuting, you know, <laughs> yes, skyriding, S- skyriding, yes. <laughs> we said so, or, so much time really. on this show talking about um, the evils of political corruption. It's so nice to just talk about the fun of it. Well, that is almost it for Irrational Fear. Irrational Fear weather with Tim Bailey. Yes, Dan, we're in for a wet one with a La Nina system coming from the east. Eventually that'll turn into a La Cucaracha event and scurry under the fridge. If you're in Perth, it's going to get hot and spicy with a La Bomba forecast. There's no need to rush out for supplies as a Bombaleo is highly unlikely. But if you're in South Australia and Tasmania, you may want to batten up the hatchet because a Macarena is coming your way. Last time we saw one of those was in 1996 and it didn't go away for years. And in the long-term forecast, heading into the holidays, we can expect a high-pressure Phyllis Navidad forming right across Australia. Don't be a despacito and fill up on gasolino at your local servo with a two-for-one discount on lost ketchup. Back to you, Dan. Thanks, Tim Bailey, and it's that kind of comedy that wins you. What the <laughs> hell just happened? Uh, best Comedy Podcast Award 2020. <laughs> Matt O'Kine, start writing notes. We need to take this back over to All Day Breakfast and uh, take out Best Entertainment. That's absolutely. To that I say, no mas. <laughs> that is that is it for Rational Fear Amigos Paris Ambrose. Um let's, uh, let, let's wrap up the show big thank you to Matt O'Kine Alex Dyson and Lewis Hobber and Tim Bailey and Alex Lee and Dob Knight um, folks what would you like to plug Matt uh, look I'd love to plug our podcast Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast 
uh, as well as my book, Being Black and Chicken and Chips. You, oh, you can yeah. get it now just before Christmas. Also, my show, The Other Guy on Stan or Hulu if you're in the States. And um, Boilermakers 2021. Oh, Crap. man. Spotify. <laughs> Check it out now. <laughs> But um, yeah, jump on All Day Breakfast if you like podcasts every day instead of once a week. And um, the Comedy Club, Comedy Republic in the middle of Melbourne, just get on it. Get it on it all. It's a beautiful place. Hobber, Hobber and Hing, 3 p.m. weekdays, Triple J. <laughs> Can well. I also say that for any kids, any parents out there with toddlers, I'm doing, we're doing our first Diver City Kids show. Me and my uh, music partner, KLP, making kids music. We were nominated for an ARIA yesterday. We lost Woo. to Bluey. But, uh, you, were, you had the most insane field a kid's um, album could ever have. Like, it was an all-star game and you were still putting your shoes on. Like, you're up against the, you're up against the Wiggles and Bluey. Like, the biggest children's artist, not in Australia, in the world in history. Anyway, we're doing our first live shows next month, so come along. Thank Sydney. you. Lewis, you want to plug anything? No, not for me. Uh, I agree with all the previous plugs. Um, uh, Hobber and Hingcoin, keep your eyes peeled. <laughs> and I, I can tell you, we've got uh, a Rational Fear live, and we've got our 10 year anniversary show at the Opera House, January 29. Um, we've got some stellar people on the lineup, and I think I can, uh, I think I can say this: we've got, uh, we've got, we've got Amy Ramikas. She's coming, uh, and uh, we've got uh, some, we've got somebody, uh, we've got a lot of other people. I can't tell you, I can't tell you about them yet. I can't tell you about them yet. But I just mumble you know, them. Yeah, great team. Um, and uh, McCain. All right, great. Now I'm done. Great. So we've got, we've got quite a few good people coming down the line. It's very exciting. So January 29 at the Opera House. A uh, big thank you to Road Mike's, the Bertha Foundation, our Patreon supporters, Jacob Round on the Teppanyaki timeline. Until next time, there's always something to be fearful from. Lewis, did you want to say Quick something question, before we wrap Dan, up? Quick question, Dan. Yeah. Have you asked the Opera House how much it would be to advertise on their sales? <gasps> I haven't. Because you can't buy that. You've got to, like, you know... You gotta like, you know. If anyone can do uh, it, you can. Do, you gotta be yeah, able to race uh, race horses around the place. Yeah, that's, yeah. How they, that's how you get <laughs> all the sales. I feel like I feel like I feel like the Times Square was better than the sales. I feel like that was you, better. Than the sales. What, you need to, what you need to do, Dan, is you need to buy a racehorse, name it Irrational Fear, and have it come first at Randwick and win the trifecta. And the Everest in the Everest <laughs> Cup or whatever. Uh, on the oh, billboard it, front. On, on the billboard front, though, we did have a billboard rejected from a Paris metro. Kathy Wilcox oh. designed us a great billboard with Scott Morrison breaking up with Emmanuel Macron uh, via text and an apology from the Australian people to, to, to the French. But it got rejected because it's too political. We couldn't run it. Oh. It was like, oh, that was a bummer. Um, but I've, I've done some research and I've got some sweet billboard space penciled in at Engadine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which is the Paris of New South Wales. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, and then I, I believe think in after... French it's a, it's a soft G. It's enjardine. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a whole bunch of billboard space. I want to buy a billboard in Bundaberg, which is Keith Pitt's electorate. Uh, and there's a there's a big one there, a digital one there that's solar powered. And I'm going to say, and we're going to put up a picture of a vibrator and say, batteries can work in the dark, Keith. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they're two, they're two things that are coming to the line. So, and if you are someone who's donated to the Indiegogo and you're waiting for your stickers, uh, they're going to be going out next week. And also the Who Gives a Crap stuff is going to be going out over the next couple of weeks as well. So big thank you to everyone who's donated there. Um, that's it. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week on Irrational Fear.
From WBEZ Chicago and NPR, I'm Ira Glass. From the makers of This American Life and Serial comes a new 10-part podcast that explores the hurt feelings of a very powerful man. Introducing Peter Dutton Wins Rape Apologist Defamation Case. It's a podcast series in three acts. Act one. Hear the shocking story of how a government minister who's responsible for locking up children on island gulags had his reputation torn to shreds when an unemployed man on Twitter called him a rape apologist. We'll hear from experts. Well, whether or not Peter Dutton is a rape apologist isn't the question. It's whether his reputation is damaged by a tweet from an unemployed man on Twitter that called him a rape apologist. Which, I want to be absolutely clear, he probably isn't. In Act 2, we'll hear from people who have read the tweet for the very first time. Does he look like a rape apologist? Well, in my honest opinion, he looks like a potato. But can a potato be a rape apologist? A canola apologist, maybe? And Act 3, we'll read out every single headline about Peter Dutton winning his rape apologist defamation case. Download Peter Dutton Wins Rape Apologist Defamation Case wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, download our hit series on Barnaby Joyce, Venereal. I'm Ira Glass. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.